And so I recommend using the PACE method, which we talked about um, in 2021 year-end webinar, um, and understanding what that PACE means. So P, meaning pharmacy needs to plan, the A for act, C for check, and E for engage. So the staff and everyone uh, that's incorporated with patient care and pharmacy performance, they can all work together to achieve their goals. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where quality measurement leads to better patient outcomes. This show will be your go-to source for all things related to quality improvement and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals. And we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. Please note that the topics discussed are based on the information available at the date and time of recording. Information or guidelines are updated periodically, and we will always recommend that our listeners research and review any guidelines that are newly published. Buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. Welcome back to the PQS podcast, where we focus on medication use, quality improvement, and how we can utilize pharmacists to improve patient health outcomes. I'm your host, Nick Dorch, and let's talk about the 2021 calendar year. Not everyone likes looking into the past, but it's an essential part of that quality improvement process. And everyone knows that PQS loves to talk about quality improvement. To start, let me refer to the basics of quality improvement. The American Academy of Family Physicians actually has a great reference on these. I look at this pretty frequently when I'm referencing with pharmacists and colleagues. So if you'd like more detail, you can search for the website and find this information. The basics of quality improvement include, one, establishing a culture of quality in your practice, two, determining and prioritizing potential areas of improvement, three, collecting and analyzing data, four, communicating your results, five, committing to ongoing evaluation, and six, spreading your success. Now, today's episode is focusing on how pharmacies can review results from the 2021 calendar year and how to adopt some of these basic principles that I just mentioned. This is a timely episode as PQS's Equip dashboard will be updating performance data this month with results for the 2021 calendar year. Now, this episode is coming out before the results are going to be published, but we want to give you the information ahead of time so you know how to look at it and what to plan for. So this is the perfect time to absorb this information and then go check out your Equip dashboard. So with that and covering our basics on our plan for today and creating that action plan, I now want to introduce our guest for today's episode. Our guest is none other than my friend and colleague, PQS's very own Brittany Boyd. Brittany, welcome back to the show. Hello, Nick. Happy to be back on the show. It's always a joy to uh, be here and get a chance to talk to some of our listeners. Excellent. Now, Brittany, it has been a minute or two since you've been on the show, uh, although you are the voiceover in our introduction and the breakdown and the closing. So folks do hear from you every time they listen. But it's been a while since we've had you on here to talk about the actual content. So can you remind the audience your healthcare background and what you do at PQS? Absolutely, Nick. Uh, so I am a pharmacy technician by background. Um, I have over 12 years of diverse pharmacy experience. Um, those that have heard from me, know that specialty pharmacy is near and dear to my heart, um, but here at PQS, working here for almost four years on the client services team, um, working with a lot of our pharmacy partners, 
um, and independent uh, pharmacy organizations to assist them with understanding their performance on quality metrics, utilizing the Equip dashboard, um, and working with some of our external partners like PQA on a regular basis. Excellent. Well, Brittany, we're going to keep it short and to the point for today's introduction, and we've got that covered. We're going to jump into the questions, but we're, we're, we'll be right back with those questions after we hear the breakdown. Now it's time for the breakdown. As Quality Corner show host, Nick will ask three main topic questions. Our guests will have a chance to respond, and there will be some discussion to summarize the key points. This process will repeat for the second and third questions, which will wrap up the primary content for this recording. After that, expect to end on a closing summary, usually containing a bonus question. Now that we have described the process, let's jump into the questions. Brittany, we're back in our first question for you today. Why is it important for pharmacies to view their full calendar results? In this case, we're talking about particularly 2021 calendar year. Well, Nick, you can never know where you're going if you don't know where to start. So it's important to review your year-end performance so that you can reflect on achievements to establish that starting point and understand what new goals can be achieved in the pharmacies. And so as we know, pharmacies will continue to think about next steps and understand how they can increase or optimize their patient care efforts and also improve on performance for medication-related quality measures, it's important to acknowledge where things ended to better organize how to begin for the year. This will be an ideal time to communicate with the pharmacy staff on what worked, what didn't work, and having a detailed discussion on what the best approach to 2022 should be. Brittany, my initial question, I, I referred to 2021, but it sounds like this process step, it's something that pharmacies should reflect upon every year and that they should take the time to understand it. Is that correct? You are absolutely correct, Nick. The purpose of setting a goal really in any scenario is to accomplish some type of improvement, right? So we want to encourage pharmacies to keep communication efforts consistently um, when they log into a clip every month, right? And so this is just another tactic in that process that should be done annually. There may be new performance programs your pharmacy is eligible for, or maybe you're offering some other services in the pharmacy. Maybe it's new vaccination or um, other types of patient care uh, services that are available. And so that's going to need a reevaluation of how you actually approach uh, targeting those items. And so I recommend using the PACE method, which we talked about um, in 2021's year-end webinar, um, and understanding what that PACE means. So P, meaning pharmacies need to plan, the A for act, C for check, and E for engage. So that the staff and everyone uh, that's incorporated with patient care and pharmacy performance, they can all work together to achieve their goals. Thanks, Brittany. I would note in your response, you mentioned some of those same action words, action verbs, or phrases that I mentioned in the basics of quality improvement. So, you know, collecting and analyzing the results, reviewing those results, communicating. These are all parts where it's going to be difficult for anyone or more specifically any pharmacy team to improve unless they're having these frank and honest conversations by reviewing the data and determining hey, where was their success? We need to do more of that. And then when there were opportunities where performance didn't keep up with the desired results, what do they have to do differently? Repeating the same steps only to, to achieve the, the same results every time. There's a couple of words or phrases used to describe that feeling. And uh, you know, we wanna make sure that everyone is using the data and information to the best of their ability. Now, Brittany, we started with why. 
and checking those full calendar year results, it's very important for the pharmacies. But where do pharmacies find the most important details? So whether you're a pharmacist utilizing the data and equip or whether you're a pharmacy technician or some other member of the team, where are the best places to look and equip and where should they navigate to? Absolutely, Nick. So there are actually quite a few places to repeat those same steps over and over again, no matter what um, action word you want to use for what that looks like in the pharmacy. But first and foremost, most important step is to remember to actually change um, your view ad period in a clip on the main screen of your dashboard and make sure that you are looking at the year-to-date period um, for the 2021 plan year. And so toggling the year-to-date uh, and in the top right corner, making sure that you're looking at January to December is your first step. Um, it's going to be able to show you how you performed overall on core adherence measures and also allow you to have visibility into some other measures that your pharmacy may have been um, applicable to based on payer programs. And so in that same regard, we encourage you to view your QIP table. And so that's within the Analyze Performance button underneath the performance score from your main dashboard. And that actually will take you to see uh, the specific payer programs that you are included with and understand and evaluate if you actually met that payer performance goal, um, are there other things your pharmacy can do to try to improve um, what that actual goal was and if you hit it or not? Um, that last place for opportunity would be the outlier page. And so this is an optimal space for you to actually review which patients did not meet the intent of the measure they are attributed to. Uh, it's another great place to actually start creating some of those goals, Nick. Um, so I would encourage pharmacies that if you do have patient outliers uh, that did not meet the intent of the goal, or that we're missing um, the mark a little bit, or maybe you did achieve your goal and now it's time for you to set that bar even higher. This is another great place for you to start and allow those patient care efforts to really kind of come to the forefront. Yeah, thanks, Brittany. And I'll summarize a couple of your key points here. One, in equip, it's reviewing that year-to-date scores. Uh, it's two, looking at the analyzed performance and within that page, the quality improvement programs table. And then once you've identified those programs in, in that table that you want to focus on, then going to the outliers. It's very much a stepwise approach. And I know a lot of pharmacists, when I speak with them, they're going right to outliers because they want to look at that patient level detail. But you're kind of skipping over a couple of important steps when you take that approach. Brittany, I do have a follow-up question that's, that's here for you now. When looking at that quality improvement or QIP table, what are some key elements that pharmacies you know, should consider? If they have a score, sometimes the scores may be color-coded, green, gray, or red. Do you rely just on that? Um, there's also this thing called the percentile or percentile rank that's included in there. How do those elements, the color coding and percentile rank, how does that help to inform a pharmacy with what they should do? Yeah, Nick, so those are actually very key characteristics of the QIP table. And so when pharmacies are looking at this data, it's good to understand kind of where that information is coming from. And so you have your health plans that are listed that are based on your pharmacies that are attributed there in the dashboard. And so understanding that the number of patients you have in each program will directly impact whether or not that percentile rank will show up for you or not. That's the first step. So if you have less than 10 patients in a plan or in the actual applicable health plan for the measure, uh, you will not see a percentile rank there for certain um, payers. And so that's important to note first. The next step to that would be what that performance score is, whether it's in the green, red, or gray. And so, you know, like red light, green light, right? Like the game, we know red light is stopped, green is to go. And so for your green scores, you're going. You're above the, the, goal, the goal threshold that has been set by the health plan. And so you're either meeting or you're exceeding what that goal is. 
Uh, if your score is in red, well, you are below um, where that threshold may be set for the health plan. And then that gray score will actually mean that, well, you're not at the bottom and you're not quite at the very uh, top or peak or above, but you are somewhere um, in the range that the health plan actually would set kind of their performance uh, score definitions. And so if you are missing or kind of misunderstanding how that directly impacts your pharmacy, um, as an independent, we truly encourage you to connect with your PSAO, your secondary network, um, what other group you may be associated with so you can get better information on that. Um, even if you are direct contracting, we do encourage you to also connect um, with whoever your representative may be for that plan organization so that you can better understand um, how those scores directly impact you, what else you can do to increase your goals and make sure that you have some transparency um, into what you're being measured up against. Excellent, Brittany. We covered a lot of details there. So uh, to summarize with that percentile ranks, higher score means you're scoring better than a higher percentage of pharmacies. You want a higher percentile rank. Green, Brittany said that that's good or go. Red means uh, to stop and to, to take a look. Gray, somewhere in the middle. I tend to explain it to folks as green means good. Red means review. I don't have a good uh, don't have a good statement to go along with gray. I'll need to review that myself. But generally, you can use that color coding along with the percentiles to help guide you. But as Brittany said, knowing the contract details and relative patient count, right, size for a program, if you're performing low for a program that has a small patient count for you, that might not be the best place to start um, as it relates to the performance programs that your pharmacy is participating in. Now, Brittany, we're going to move to our next question, our final big question or big topic of the day. Pharmacists and their teams spend a tremendous amount of time on patient interventions, but we don't always see scores improve with each intervention. Now, that's okay, but what important lessons or takeaways for pharmacists and their teams, what should they be thinking about? So as they're completing MTM cases for patients or as they've been enrolling in patients in refill programs like MedSync, how should they be you know, matching those services with performance scores that they see and equip? Yeah, so Nick, I want to first applaud pharmacists um, for offering so many patient care methods um, that are appropriate to meet their patient needs. So, you know, whether it be an MPM program or compliance packaging, um, whatever the case may be, we've seen a number of factors kind of be thrown around here in, in the past few years. And so we've had to increase what those interventions look like. Um, and completing those MPMs are also important, but it's important to remember, too, that your performance scores uh, happens over time with the change. And so uh, each patient that you have in an adherence measure or even in um, any of the other quality measures for an adherence focus, there, there's a clock that starts for every patient, right? And it's based on that initial prescription fill date when that pharmacy claim was submitted. And so it's important to understand that when that clock starts for the patient, they'll be being evaluated in most plans through the end of the year. And so whereas you're like, hey, I completed this MPM for this patient, um, and it's still not making a difference just yet, I would say to just give it some time. Um, progress will happen. Um, and at some point, if you continue to put forth those efforts, uh, the patient's performance will be positively attributed, and then you'll be able to see your measure actually improve. So over time, pharmacists, you know, you may not see that instant change, but there is gratification in waiting. And so um, just being able to give it some time, maintaining the persistence, um, and continuing to offer that improvement for performance metrics will ultimately yield a really great result in the end. Thanks, Brittany. I, I know with this part of it, or at this part of the, the discussion, it's important to have that continuous follow-up with patients, right? A pharmacist and their team may do an exemplary job in following up with, we'll say, patient Joe 
on today's date. But a week later or a month later, something can change with Joe's situation, right? And it could be related to, you know, Joe's job and their insurance. They may be taking another medication and it may be um, interacting with their other medications and causing side effects. So those are important parts about why it's continuous. I often reference that when CMS and HHS and other agencies, when they talk about quote unquote quality improvement, there's usually another word that comes along with it. And it's the first word in that phrase, it's continuous quality improvement. So, you know, while a pharmacist may be completing a task or doing certain interventions, it's important to have that follow-up and it should be in that continuous method. That's really the key part. And Brittany, that's what you're really focusing on for the pharmacies as well. Good to do those things, need to follow through. So Brittany, anything you wanna add on that before we close with today's and get to today's fun questions at the end? No, Nick, just to reiterate your comments that it is continuous and to go back to those original six, seven steps that you initiated of quality improvement and going back to that pace piece to it, that is a really engaging factor that's really easy to remember. So plan, act, check, and engage. And if you, Nick, pharmacist, is not, you do not have a plan to call Joe and you do not act to make sure that he comes in and you're not checking to see if he has any prescription from his provider or anything and you're not engaging your staff to make sure you're all attempting the right goal, then Joe can't meet his. Um, and so it's important to make sure that continuous improvement is happening so that the patient will have improvement, the pharmacy will see improvement. At the very end of the day, everybody gets that big yellow smiley face sticker, uh, you know, platform for the week for they're hitting their goals. So for my fellow nerds, I think my mascot as it relates to to the pace that Brittany uh, referred to, the last part there is engage. I think it, we need to have a uh, image of Captain Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek with his uh, motion to engage, shoot off into warp speed, right? So, Brittany, I want to thank you for your responses and guidance today. Certainly, I know you are speaking with many pharmacies day in, day out um, on these types of improvement opportunities, analyzing, understanding the data and helping create, you know, what is that action plan? What do you really do with it? So it, this is a great time to be reflective and intentional with changes in how pharmacists provide patient care. And that can have long-term benefits, of course, for the patient, but this also can help the pharmacist and their team and how they provide services and also have improvements for workflow and generally make life and work easier for those efforts. Now, for our listeners of the show, um, and Brittany, again, it's been a little while since you've been on, but we have a change in how we approach our questions at the end. So we finish with three questions. So Brittany, I'll list them out for you here. One, how do you track your personal or professional goals? Two, can you share one or two goals that you're currently working on? And three, is there a goal that you haven't yet started in 2022, but that you would like to start? All right, Nick. So when it comes to my goals on both the personal and the professional side um, and how to actually track those, so my favorite thing to use um, is uh, paper and pen. Um, our CEO, Todd Sager, will probably make jokes on me about this, but I have always been a fan of having a notebook to actually write down what I need to do and then check them off. Um, so this is a shameless plug to Erin Condren, but those listeners out there that may use um, any of her products, she has a really great annual calendar. And so I actually had mine. Um, on a 16-month book, and so I actually go by it. It's a weekly planner along with the whole month planned out, and so I usually will write everything in there, um, and I have a, a, my own kind of tactic of going back on a daily and making sure that everything that was written down in my planner is on my work calendar. Everyone, you know, is cohesive. We all understand what's going on from a professional perspective, um, and then on a personal perspective, uh, anything that I want to do, I usually track it in my phone, um, so for those 
out there, I may, may not mention this, but I do love to cook. And so if I have like a different recipe I want to try, I'll save it in a note uh, to actually make sure I go to the grocery store. I don't have, um, for our iPhone users, I have Siri remind me like, hey, when I get here, make sure that I pull this up. And so those are my two ways for actually tracking things. A uh, personal goal that I have um, currently working on this year, um, as most people do, they start the year off with like wanting to lose weight. Um, but that is actually a true active goal that I'm currently into. Um, and so I've lost eight pounds the first 28 days of the year. I'm very, very proud of it. And so I've been utilizing the uh, Lose It app to actually track that information. So that's been going really well. And then as far as professional goals, it's been um, working with PQA uh, to kind of establish more of a um, consistent cadence for us to work through trend report and other um, kind of annual meeting items. That's another shameless plug uh, to the quality forum that's coming up here in February. And one of the goals that I have not uh, started yet, but, I, but I'm going to, um, is actually to get more involved in charities. Um, and so uh, my son actually um, is included in a charity in a way. Um, and so we are going to be making shirts this year and actually donating those funds back to the charity that he's included with. Um, so I haven't started it yet, but it is in plan um, for us to start some time over the summer. Thanks for the rundown, Brittany. And I, okay, I've got a couple follow-ups for you or, or notes to make. So one, can you tell us about the quali- the PQA Quality Forum that's happening in February? I can. So the PQA Quality Forum is on February 17th. It's at 1 p.m. Um, and we are going to have a review of all things PQS and PQA trend report. Um, as you know, in the past, we've had the trend reports in 2019, um, and it has been focused on pharmacy trends from consumers, pharmacies, and health plans. And so for this year's report, we actually had the opportunity to review uh, the data insights for all of the COVID-related uh, impacts that have happened in pharmacy. And so um, you all will have an opportunity to actually see some of those data visualizations and understand um, from all the perspectives as to why pharmacy operated in the way that it did. And so this is going to be a very different um, approach to the trend report, or this has been a very different approach to the trend report. And so this quality forum, we expect to be very engaging while looking at a different subset of data from a pharmacy utilization perspective. So if you are available, we'd love to have you on the webinar. Yep, and folks can check out PQA's website for registration with that. Brittany, I do want to give you a shout out because I know you've been hands-on working with our trend reports. You can find those on our PQS website. So uh, Brittany, thanks for that. And then I'll just add another comment. You mentioned as far as tracking the personal and professional goals, I like to do things digitally, not unlike uh, our CEO, Todd. But there's just something different and maybe even cathartic about being able to physically scratch out that goal or put the check mark next to it. It's just not the same as marking it as completed in a spreadsheet or completing a task in an app. There's something about that kind of um, celebration where it just feels extra special when you get to, to put the check mark next to it again on that physical piece of paper. So. While I do like digital things, typically I have to somewhat agree with you on that part there. Nothing wrong with that, right? And ultimately, as long as you're tracking to your goals, however you do it, however it works for you, that's what matters. So kudos to you. Now, Brittany, I do want to thank you again for joining us on today's episode of the Quality Corner Show. Before we close, if someone has a question for you, Brittany Boyd, where can they contact you? Where can they find you? Yeah, so um, they can actually reach me via email, Nick, um, at bboyd at pharmacyquality.com. Um, and so I'm always happy to answer any questions that you may have. You can also submit um, any direct questions um, if you don't remember the email or you just choose to do so. It's easier for you to get to the quiz. There is a support link uh, in the top right and the bottom right corner of your screen that uh, when you log into the dashboard, and so if you have questions that you want to submit to me there, you can do that as well. Excellent. Well, Brittany, thank you for that. And 
that is now going to wrap up our content for today's episode. So we thank Brittany for joining today's show. We hope you listen to our next episode of the Quality Corner Show. We'll be back with a new episode for you next week. And until then, we have one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes. And we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members And we wish all of you listeners out there well.